Hello and welcome to the Mind Money Soul podcast. I am your host, Laura Ann Moore. I'm a money and mindset coach and financial well-being speaker, and my mission is to help you feel good about money and learn how to use money as a tool to live your best life and work towards financial freedom, whatever that means to you. Every week, I explore the emotional, practical, and spiritual sides of money. So if you're ready to get financially confident, grow your money, and achieve your big life goals, then you're in the right place. Change your mindset, grow your money, feed your soul. Let's go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mind, Money, Soul. Today, I'm going to talk about how to hold on to more money. So how to save more, invest more, manage it in a way that feels better. And holding on to money is a massive struggle for a lot of people. Like, do you feel like every month you get paid and then you get to the end of the month, you have no clue where your money has gone and you feel like you have nothing to show for it? It feels like you can't hold on to your money to be able to build and grow it. It feels like you're living paycheck to paycheck every single month. And it's stressful, right? I know that feeling. I know how it can feel so frustrating to not know what you've got to show for your money and wanting these bigger things in life, but feeling like you're self-sabotaging because you can't hold on to your money. Now, the solution to this, people assume it's more money, right? Having a bigger income, increasing your income, having a side hustle, getting a pay rise, whatever it is, but they think it's an income problem. Some of the time though, it's not. Actually, a lot of the time it's not. How you spend £10 is how you will spend £10,000. So if you increase your income, but you haven't yet sorted out your money mindset, your relationship with money and your money habits you won't be able to manage it any better. You'll just spend more. So before you increase your income, the step before that is learning how to hold on to more money. Because if you don't learn how to manage your money, you'll get more of it and you'll just spend in alignment with what you have. It's a little bit like lifestyle creep, right? You get more money, maybe you get a pay rise and you slightly inflate your lifestyle to match your new pay rise. Maybe you get a slightly more expensive car, you move into a more expensive house or flat, you go to slightly more bougie restaurants and then you're like, I'm not really feeling this increase, you know, like I don't have any more in my savings or in my investments. I haven't really cleared off more of my debt. I haven't, you know, done these big things. My life kind of feels the same and it's like these small little increments of increase that have happened because the habits haven't changed. Lifestyle creep isn't exactly the same. Like it's just got similar energy, but they are different. And holding on to more money is less, I think, about lifestyle and more about your relationship with money and your relationship with yourself. So the question on everybody's lips, how do you hold on to more money? Now, there is not one solution to this answer. I honestly wish it was this easy. Imagine if I could have like a little magic wand and I'm like, bam, you know, and you're suddenly holding on to all this money. Um, That'd be nice. I mean, I would charge a lot of money for that. (laughs) Um, But 
the journey in itself of learning how to hold on to more money is so worth it because on the other side of that hard work, you're going to really like get to enjoy saving more, investing more, spending without feeling guilty, not having those horrible, horrible, sickening feelings about where your money's gone. And you know that there is a improved relationship with money. Like you feel better about money. So you actually want the journey. It's that classic phrase. What is it? Like it's, um, it's not the destination. It's not the destination. The journey is the destination. Something like that. Um, you get the gist. So I'm going to tell you the five top tips and we're going to go through them one by one. So first up, you want to basically Dig deep and understand the reason behind why you're struggling to hold on to money. There's always a reason. There's always going to be a reason and a root cause to this. Now, what we do know is that money is emotional. We act from a place of emotion and feeling, not logic. So even though logically, you know that you might want to save, have these big goals, plan for the future, but yet when it comes down to it on a day-to-day basis, you find yourself just dropping 50 quid here and there and it all adding up, not knowing where your money's gone and feeling shit about it. There is going to be a reason for that and it's going to be an emotional one. So what you basically want to do is explore your current money beliefs. What are you saying to yourself and to your friends and family about money? Now, I had a client that I worked with one-to-one not long ago, and she really struggled to save money every month. She would like self-sabotage and she would save money, but then would just spend anything she put away. So she was constantly dipping into her savings. And yeah, it was this vicious cycle of her feeling guilty for spending, her wanting to save more, her saving a bit, dipping into it. I'm sure we've all been there. But what we realized is that she grew up in a working class family. They didn't really have much money to buy nice things. And she basically always had like hand-me-downs. It was always like secondhand clothes from siblings, from friends. And she never had anything new and nice and shiny to call her own. So as soon as she started earning money, she felt like she had to have new, nice things to make up for everything that she couldn't have when she was younger. And her belief was basically like that money was hard to come by. Money was hard for their family and it's hard to make. So when you do have it, you should spend it straight away just in case you don't get any more. So it's that classic case of money landing in your bank account. And instead of holding on to it, you want to enjoy it straight away. A, for the like the sake of enjoying it and having nice new things, but also because you don't know when you're going to get any more. So it's making you go, oh my God, well, I need to spend it because I don't know when, when I'm going to next get some more money and, and I need these new things. But when we reprogrammed her beliefs into believing that money is an unlimited resource available to her and we worked on the important role that saving and investing and preparing for the future would play in her life to help her work towards financial freedom and independence, she actually started to save more. So we got it at the root, like the root of the problem. And it was around this belief of money being hard to make, basically. And also working on like the delayed gratification of saving up for something and still treating yourself to something new and nice and shiny, but the pride that you take in saving for it first and then buying it as opposed to financing it first to get the shiny thing and then having to pay it off after and deal with the consequences of that. And after, I mean, we worked together for a couple of months and 
she didn't actually make any more money. She was in a job where she couldn't she couldn't change her job. Um, well, she could have, but she was happy where she was. She had a decent salary and she just changed how she felt about money and her behaviours around money. And she actually managed to end up saying, she actually managed to save about £5,000 during the time that we worked together. Well, it was just under, it was like four and a half thousand, something like that. But it was so amazing to see because she was like, oh my God, I've never been able to hold on to this much money before. Like I realised that by changing how I view money and changing my beliefs, it's allowed me to hold on to more of it. Which leads us on to the next point. You have to believe that you are worthy of holding on to money. If you feel unworthy of money, focus on connecting with your inner child and letting them know that they're loved and that they're worthy. Like, I think sometimes we forget that we were once younger and we had this vision of how we thought our life was going to be. And then, you know, we grow up, we have all these experiences, we create new beliefs and we kind of forget about that inner child. Like, I am a big believer that it is our birthright as humans on this earth to have what we want and what we need to live a happy life. I'm not saying that everybody's going to be millionaires or that that's everybody's paths but I just mean it like I don't we weren't put on this earth to suffer and younger you would you look at younger you and say you don't you're not deserving of money you're not deserving of nice things like you absolutely wouldn't do that but why do we say those those things to ourselves when we're older I saw this really cool I think I saw it on TikTok actually it was Kendall Jenner and she was on an interview and her therapist had said to her like you're saying all these horrible things to yourself would you say them to younger you and they made her print off a picture of her younger self and or print off I don't know get a photo and like stick it in her mirror stick it around her room and anytime she said something horrible to herself so then look at the picture and say it to the younger version of herself and it's so powerful because you're like that younger version of me doesn't deserve this she's just like you know she she doesn't deserve this and I shouldn't be saying these things and that younger version is me I am all the versions of myself and all the versions of me that have come before I'm just progressing but all of them are still inside me we're like we're like a Russian doll, you know, like when you take off one layer and then there's another layer and, and every single other layer is like the years that we've been alive, right? They're all still inside of us and all of them are worthy of love and worthy of money. And money is an incredible tool to help create and build amazingness in our lives, right? We're deserving of making it, of holding on to it and of enjoying it. And this kind of shame around, I guess it's a quite a societal belief around money and it being like greedy or selfish if you want more, is that it's a belief. It's not true. We all deserve to live a good life, have nice things and have what we want. And the belief in yourself of being worthy of this is going to help you hold on to more of it. Because sometimes when you can't hold on to money, it's this idea that you're not worthy of building wealth and having more. So then you just spend it to get rid of it. So looking into that is going to massively help you understand where the root of holding on to money or struggling to hold on to money comes from. Okay, next up, you need to set up financial systems that help you save and hold on to more money. So this is quite a practical one, but like on the day that you get paid, pay yourself first. It's one of my favorite tips ever. Put money straight into your savings on day one and then spend what is left over. Now there's this concept called Parkinson's law, which means the length of the task extends to the period of time that you have available. So for example, 
If you have a task that needs to get done, if you say, I'm going to give myself all day, you will take all day to do that task. Now, if you give yourself a smaller window to get that task done and you say, I've only got two hours, I need to crack on, you will get that thing done quicker and within those two hours. But if you have more time, you will take up more time to get it done. The same applies to our money. If you have all of your money in a bank account, you're going to spend it. But if you give yourself less to work with by paying yourself first, you're more likely to just spend what is left over. Now, obviously, we have to take into account if you put away, um, if you look at your disposable income and 90% of it goes to savings and you leave yourself 10% and it's you literally can't even pay your food bill or your um, your travel bill, like it has to be realistic. But saying, oh, I'll just save what is left over, ain't going to cut it. And if dipping into your savings is a problem for you, put the savings into a locked away savings account so that you cannot physically dip into it in that moment. So you basically want to put friction between you and your savings. So whether that is getting an account that you can lock your money away into or giving your money to someone else. If it's, if it's like, if you don't even trust yourself with that, well, I guess you can trust yourself because it's locked away, so you can't actually do it. But you could also give your money to someone else if you wanted. Um, but the 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 best way to do it is find an account that allows you to have that money locked away where you can't touch it. Now, next up, you want to practice mindful spending. So this is about focusing all of your attention into your bodily senses before spending money. Now, when you think about just mindfulness, right, we think about how are we feeling? Where do we feel it in our body? What's going on? Like, it's about connecting all of those senses and understanding and checking in. All we're doing when it comes to mindful spending is applying this process to spending money before you make any payments, whether that's online or in person. So asking yourself, what am I feeling? What was the trigger for me to spend this money? Why is this an impulse spend? What's going on? Like, you might start to notice oh, I actually always seem to want to spend money when I feel really bored. Or, oh, I always notice that I go to spend money when I'm feeling really sad. And you can start to notice those emotional triggers and any patterns that are causing you to impulse spend or spend money that you don't want to spend. So those questions are basically going to help you start to check in with yourself and spend less on the crap that you don't want in the moment just because you're trying to change your emotional state. And you can start to put coping mechanisms in place that essentially change your emotional state without needing to spend money. Now, one thing I read recently is apparently emotions only stay like really strong in your body for 90 seconds. So if you're having a strong emotional pull, whatever that is, it's going to stay in your body for about 90 seconds. If you sit with it, you feel it and you let it flow through you and you don't try to fight it. So if you're feeling stressed, bored, sad, whatever it is, the height of that emotion is going to be there for 90 seconds, sit with it, understand how you feel, and then think about how you can change that emotion without spending money. So whether that is running a bath for yourself, going for a walk, meeting up with a friend, reading a book, like they're just some general things, they're things that I like to do, but, but think about what works for you. And that will help start to essentially curb impulse spending and spending money that you don't want to spend. And finally, you want to find a way to manage your money 
basically in a way that works for you, right? So finding a spending planner that will help you prioritize your financial goals and pay your essential bills, but also spending your disposable income in a way that works for you whilst living within your means. Now, I have a free spending planner template that you can download and that works for me and it's worked. I've had thousands of people download it and say they love it and it worked for them. And you can, the good thing about it is it's got a section for your essential bills. It's got a section for your financial goals. And then it's got a section for just all the things that you're spent, you need to spend money on. You could be as specific or as loose as you like. For example, you could break it down by exact event and category and all the things you need to buy. Or you could just say, I'm going to spend about this much on food, about this much on travel, about this much on leisure. So it's up to you. And then there is a there is a section that basically breaks it down by this is how much money needs to stay in your bills account and this is how much money you need to move over into your spending account. So it then allows you to split it down into two accounts. And I think having a separate spending account for your general spending throughout the month, separate from your bills and your savings, is one of the best things. It's one of the best ways to allow you, because you can focus on that money that you have. So you're only spending what is left over, but you have a set place for it. And you don't have to be doing all the mental maths going, oh, how much do I need to, you know, doing all the calculations. My, my rent comes out next week and da, da 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 It just goes, you can look at it and go, cool, got £400. I've got four weeks to spend it. Great. Where's, you know, where's this going to go? Now, people seem to think that spending plans are restrictive, right? Because it's called budgeting and budget is like attached to the word frugal and restriction and, and all these negative feelings. But it honestly doesn't need to be. They can on, they can be so supportive and stress reducing because it allows you to know what is going on with our money. It allows us to go, oh, okay, I'm making a conscious choice where my money goes. It's just a conscious spending plan. And instead of holding you back, it's going to empower you to put your money in places that helps you live the way that you want to live, basically. And it allows you to see where your money leaks are. Like, where am I spending too much money? Should I need to get, do I need to get rid of this bill? Do I need to spend less on that? And yeah, it can just be a really powerful tool for helping you hold on to more money. So they're my five tips for holding on to more money. Number one, exploring the reason behind why you're struggling to hold on to money. Two, believing that you're worthy of having money. Three, paying yourself first and spending what is left over. Four, practicing mindful spending. And five, creating a spending plan that works for you. So hopefully you found that useful and please feel free to slide into my DMs. Let me know how it's going. Share it to whoever you would like to help them out. And I look forward to hearing, well, I was going to say look forward to hearing from you next week. I never hear from you because I'm the one talking. Um, But I hope you all tune in next week. 